Hi, it's your pal Steam Hams. Join me as I discuss topics in the nerd world such as gaming, movies, cartoons, toys, and whatever else may have you. You can find me on the socials at SteamedHams81, on Twitch, Twitter, currently known as X, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube, and as the Unforgettable Luncheon on Facebook. Also, check out Steamed Ham's Merchatorium. Links to all are in the description of this podcast. And don't forget to try my new fan mail link where you can send me a text and tell me how I'm doing. Click that link and send me a message. The Unforgettable Luncheon. Nerd comedy at its okayest. Back in the wonderful 80s, the film Willow was released. A film that featured adventure, magic, and things that were pretty damn scary for kids, despite being marketed directly towards them. But hey, that didn't stop it from making tons of money. Today, I'm talking about Willow on the Unforgettable Luncheon. Hi, it's your pal Steamed Hams. I hope you're ready for an unforgettable luncheon. Today's episode comes from a suggestion by listener Jessica. If you'd like to suggest a topic, reach out to me on any of my socials. I'd love to hear what you'd like me to talk about. Willow is a high fantasy film released on May 20th, 1988. Why is it high fantasy, you ask? No, it's not because you have to be high to watch it. Though it would make the movie quite a lot more interesting. High fantasy is when the story takes place in a fantastical world that is not Earth specifically. The world this film takes place in is never named. So one could assume it's anywhere. A good example would be Middle Earth. Yes, humans exist, but so do magic and mystical creatures. And it's not stated where Middle Earth is actually located. So there. Willow centers on Willow Ufgood played by Warwick Davis. You might remember him from such films as Return of the Jedi, Leprechaun, and as Porridge on Doctor Who. He is a farmer from a race called Nelwins, which are dwarves. Willow is also an aspiring sorcerer who goes on an adventure to return a baby prophesized to bring the end of the rule of the evil sorceress Queen Bevmorda of Nakmar. Bevmorda, knowing of the prophecy, imprisons all pregnant women in Nakmar. Once the baby with the rune birthmark is born, her mother begs her midwife to hide the child. But Morda has the mother executed and sends her Nakmar hounds after the midwife. The midwife hides the baby by setting her adrift on a, in a river on a makeshift raft before being killed by the hounds. So that's a problem. They can't even question her as to where it was at. They killed her. But Morta sends her daughter Sorsha, played by Joanne Wally, to find the child. Sorsha is aided by General Kale. Now, Kale wore this like Skeletor-like mask that was super scary to me as a kid. Okay? I mean, I didn't even think a man was actually under that mask until towards the end of the movie when it gets broken. So there you go. The baby is found by Willow's children, and he and his wife take the baby in, care for it as its own. A Nakmar hound attacks the village, searching all the cradles it finds looking for that baby. 
Now when warriors defeat the hound, and Willow brings the baby to the High Aldwin, the village's elder. The Aldwin declares the baby must be returned to the Daikini, or Tall People, which is, you know, the other humans that, that live in the world. Willow and a party of willing, and at least one unwilling, volunteers uh, set out to find a Dakini to return the baby to. The unwilling volunteer was one of the village council members who, ah, well, didn't like Willow. So, at a crossroads in their journey, the party comes across Mad Mardigan, a mercenary swordsman or former soldier uh, who is trapped in a cage, and he's played by the legendary Val Kilmer. Now, this was the first film I ever saw Kilmer in, so as a child, this was the only film I would associate him with for years. I hadn't even seen Top Gun at that point, so I didn't know he was Iceman. You know, he offers to take the baby in exchange for his freedom. You know, let me out of the cage, I'll take the kid for you, and you can be on your way. While most of the party thinks they should give the baby over, Willow and his friend Migosh are the only holdouts. The rest of the group says, Sayonara, suckers, and heads for home, including the warriors meant to protect them. After meeting Mad Mardigan's comrade Arik, who is on his way with an army to avenge Castle Galadorn, destroyed by the Nakmar army in search of this baby, uh, Arik refuses to free Mad Mardigan as he sees that he's a deserter and a thief and says, You're on your own, boss. Willow eventually decides to agree to Mad Mardigan's terms, frees him, and hands the baby over. Now, on his way home, Willow finds that the baby was stolen by the brownies, a race of tiny hobgoblins. The two brownies that were featured, uh, Frangine and Rule, played by Kevin Pollock and Rick Overton, uh, capture Willow and Migash, but are freed by the fairy queen, uh, Cherlindria. Cherlindria informs Willow that the baby is Alora Denan, Princess of Tir Azlin. She gives Willow a wand and tells him to find sorceress Finn Raziel, who will guide them to a good king and queen at Tir Azlin, uh, who will raise Alora to rule the, rule the uh, land. Willow sends Migash home and proceeds on the quest solo, joined by Frangine and Rule. He does encounter Mad Mardigan in the next town over, who has disguised himself as a woman to hide from his mistress's husband. Because, hey, he's a scoundrel, what do you want? Sorsha and General Kale arrive, but Mad Mardigan is revealed to the husband, and a brawl ensues, which allows Willow and Mad Mardigan to escape with the baby. Now, Mad Mardigan reluctantly decides to guide Willow to the lake where Raziel lives, and she had been turned into a possum by Bibmorda. You know, but Morty got a little jealous. Willow takes a crack at restoring her, claiming to be a sorcerer, when in fact he is not, and uses that wand to try to change her into a human. And no, he turns her into a bird. Put a bird on it. Of course, they're captured by Sorsha, because why not? Frangine accidentally doses Mad Mardigan with a love potion that he wanted to screw around with earlier in the film. And so, of course, Mad Mardigan starts professing his love to Sorsha, his undying love, and he got crazy with his, some of his lines. It just sounds a lot like Val Kilmer was improvising, and he was really, really flirting with Joanne Wally, 
because they were actually married soon after this film completed. Now, Mad Mardigan, Willow, and the Brownies flee this little camp via sled and find Arik and the survivors of his army hiding after Bavmorda's army had soundly defeated them. When the Nakmar army pursues them, Mad Mardigan takes Sorsha hostage, and they all flee. But of course, Sorsha escapes, because why not? And the group arrives at Tir Azlin, but they find it abandoned, cursed, and overrun with trolls. You know, kind of like your average YouTube comments section. Kale's army arrives. Willow and Mad Morgan attempt to fend them off. Willow fucks around and finds out with the wand, of course, and accidentally turns a troll into a two-headed giant Ebersisk monster. Yes, they were totally trying to disc Siskel and Ebert. You know, caught on to that. Probably why they actually gave the film two thumbs down. Look it up, they really did. Chaos ensues, and Kale kidnaps Alora and, you know, hasta bye-bye. Sorsha falls in love with Mad Mardigan and decides to switch teams. Arik's army arrives, but Kale rides through them like it's nothing. He says, sayonara, motherfuckers. But Morta then prepares a ritual to banish Alora from the world forever, while being pissed off that her daughter switched teams. Willow and Arik's army arrive at Nakmar Castle, but Bevmorda casts a spell to turn them all in the pigs, which is like the scariest body horror scene that I'm sure scared the living crap out of all the kids watching, just seeing these people like straight turn into pigs and be like half pigmen and all that. It, it scared the crap out of me as a kid. Willow is saved by the wand because he's busy trying to cast a spell on Raziel to turn her back into a human, which he eventually does after going through like five more animals. She then lifts the spell on the army, turns them back into humans, and they invade the castle. Arik is killed by General Kale, who is in turn killed by Mad Mardigan. Good. Willow, Raziel, and Sorsha confront Bavmora, and after a short battle... Raziel and Sorsha are knocked the fuck out. Which means it's down to Willow and evil Sorcerer Queen. yippee ki So, of course, Willow uses a little street magic and sleight of hand and makes Bavmorda think that he made the baby disappear. Bavmorda gets pissed, and as she goes to attack Willow, she accidentally completes the ritual meant for the baby and banishes herself from the world. The film ends with Willow leaving Alora in the care of Mad Mardigan and Sorsha and being gifted a spell book by Raziel before returning to his village a hero. The end, right? Well, it's fun because he finally has magic powers and he shows the town and that guy that bullied him throughout the movie from his town gets a bird to shit on him. So, we got that little, uh, that little thread wrapped up there. Now, Willow had tie-ins and a legacy. There was a sequel series made for Disney Plus in 2022, but got canceled in March of 2023, and then deleted from Disney Plus. I never even got a chance to watch it, those bastards. I mean, Netflix is like, ah, we're just not going to make any more of this show. And they leave it on because people might rediscover it and say, hey, this is a good show, and watch it. And they'll get interested in other shows on Netflix and things of that nature. No. When Disney Plus cancels something, they're like, fuck you, you're never seeing it again. Now, Willow had a few video games made, of course. It was a style at the time. 
There was an adventure game from Mindscape that was made for PCs. I've never actually seen it. I'm still trying to look for it. Now, Capcom published an arcade game and an NES game in 1989, which were vastly different from each other. The arcade game was a platformer released primarily in Japan. But, of course, I've played it, and you can guess where. Yep, the Galloping Ghost Arcade. Why wouldn't I? And it's a fun game. Check it out if you're ever there. It is completely in Japanese, so bear with it. Now, the NES game was an RPG, which, as a child, I was like seven or eight when I played the game, because, oh my god, Willow! I didn't understand it was an RPG. I didn't understand RPGs, so I didn't have a whole lot of fun with the game. So I didn't, you know, because I didn't understand it. And this was like a video store rental, thankfully, and not a purchase, because that would have sucked. You know, I'm sure I do a lot better at it now, because as I got older, I actually did get my hands on RPGs like Dragon Warrior. I never got Final Fantasy for the Nintendo, but I have played it, and it's pretty freaking good. So, but hey, live and learn. Now, there were three novels written as continuations, uh, a trilogy called The Chronicles of the Shadow War, which mostly featured Alora as a teenager and central character. It was written by George Lucas and Chris Claremont, the legendary X-Men writer. Uh, but the novels were long, low quality. There's a lot of miscommunication with uh, the source material. So wasn't well received, especially by fans. But hey, you can't win them all. Willow is a classic film that stood the test of time in my book. It's an amazing fantasy film that ignited my love for the fantasy genre, which made me want to see other fantasy films, you know, like uh, The NeverEnding Story and, you know, various animated fantasy, fantasy movies and shows and whatnot. You know, one of my personal fantasy, it's not a high fantasy, technically, we're going to split hairs in this one, but technically one of my favorite fantasy films is Excalibur. If you've never seen Excalibur and you find it, it's awesome. It was made in 1981, and it's a who's who of who's famous before they were famous. You get yourself some Patrick Stewart. You get yourself some Liam Neeson. You get yourself some Gabriel Byrne. You even get Helen Mirren when she was young and even more attractive than she was in you know her later years. And that's hard to do. So, you know, I highly recommend, you know, get back to Willow. I do highly recommend it. You can find it on Disney+. Plus. Also, if you don't have Disney+, Plus, you can always get it on Blu-ray. It is available on Amazon. That's how I got it before Disney+, Plus became a thing. Okay, so I own the movie. It's one of my favorite movies of all times. Well, that's it for another Unforgettable Luncheon. I hope a good time was had by all. I would like to thank listener Jessica for her suggestion of Willow. You can find me on the socials, on Twitter, also known as X, Twitch, Instagram, and YouTube as SteamedHams81, and on Facebook as The Unforgettable Luncheon. And hey, guess what? I'm also on TikTok as SteamedHams81, so check that out. I am uploading content there as I can. Don't forget to check out my merch store, which is in the link in the description, in my little link tree, which has all my stuff. You can get yourself some sweet, sweet, unforgettable luncheon merch. Get yourself a t-shirt, a hoodie, a coffee mug. Hey, get a mouse pad. So that way, when you're playing your games, you know Steamed Hams is there with you. 
Now, I'm your host, Steamed Hams. Join me next week when the topic will be something nerdy.